Hello, this is Sophie Dawson from sophiedawson.com and this is episode 178 of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things. And this is a spur of the moment podcast, another one, because yesterday, me and my mum, we went to Saltash, which is a place just across the water. It's where we were, where I was born. 41 years ago, <laughs> I was born in this little house. And we actually went back to the house. We haven't been there for 30 years. So it's been 30 years since we... we Well, it's been 30 years since we were both at that house, which is quite amazing, really. So I'm going to talk about some of the things I, I felt yesterday, like going back to my childhood home and stuff like that. But little Dennis is with us. He, he's cool, he is. And he's going to get us right into this one. So, boing! Let's get into this one. Little Dennis and Kitty... They've had their little kisses. So we're going to get into this one. Now this is quite... I don't know what this one's going to be like. Because I haven't really got any... I haven't really got many notes on the thing. The things I've wrote down is... I've wrote down Mum's Tree. What's this? Sad House. Like in a movie remake. Down by the water. My best and worst moments from yesterday. And my best moments in the house and my worst moments. And I'll talk a little bit about being born there as well. So, also, I've just got back from the second-hand shop and I, I bought a load of, well, like, they're from the African jungle, <laughs> these sort of instruments. One is a, it's called a rain stick. And I've seen them, when they're doing psychedelics in the, like, Peru, ayahuasca, they're called the, um, what are they called? Ah, oh, they're called something, but they play the, the Icarus. They play these. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. But it looks, it looks. I thought it looked quite, quite attractive as well. And then you've got the, a couple of what they call didgeridoos. Oh, didgeridoo! So I'm going to try and learn how to play these, and then maybe on a future podcast, I'm going to have a little play with the didgeridoos and stuff. But also, I've got this massive picture frame of a, a Buddha which you can see on the podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash Sophie Lawson. <laughs> but let's get into this one. So what also, if, if you're watching on YouTube, I'll try and put a few little clips in from yesterday of the house. But the thing that the happened was, so we got off the bus and we walked, we walked up there. And as we were walking there, everything, everything, it was, for me, what it felt like was, it felt like I was in a, in a movie set as if, it was like I was. It wasn't real. It didn't feel real, but it's so. It still looked the same. My mum said this as well. It's like the same but different. So it's been like thirty years since we we walked along these streets, and it it still looked the same. Everything was where we where we remembered it, but it just all looked different. And then also I come into it a bit later. But when we, because what happened was as a child there was these massive trees. Me and my sister used to climb up these trees. And it like it had swings in the front of it and grass and everything. They've knocked all that down and put like these buildings there. So it's just it was a bit sad some of it. But that's the thing. What happened was when we got to the house, we come round the corner. I saw the the first thought I had when I saw the house was it looked sad. The house looked sad. So my memory of the house was happiness, and it was a, it was a pink house. When we had it, it was a pink house, and it had like 
little bushes and everything. Yeah, it had little bushes and you could see into the garden. Well, you couldn't really, but you could, you sort of could. But it, look, it looked a lot more fresh. And also, my mum had this tree in the garden. But it looked a lot more natural and simple, I suppose. Whereas now, what they've done is, whoever's got it has put a load of fences up. And it just looked like a, bit, a bit like a prison. And they've also made the house grey with, like, pebble dashed. So it's weird, because I was looking at the house... I could see my house in it, but it didn't look like my house either, or like as we remembered it. But it did as well. <laughs> it's quite weird. And then what was really weird was, outside the house was this bit of grass. And I can remember, I always used to play there as a child. I'd be like collecting ladybirds and stuff. We used to collect ladybirds in these jars, <laughs> glass jars, stuff like that. Huh? But the thing was, this grass, it was tiny. So I remembered... And that's the thing, as, I, as we walked around the house, not around, as we walked around the, the, um, like the roads and the paths and stuff, everything looked tiny. And my mum said that as well. So my mum said, even though, because I thought, I thought it was because I was little when I was there, but even my mum said everything looked a lot smaller. <laughs> it's quite weird. And that, so that was that. But it felt like, you know when you're watching a film, let's say you've got a film which you love, and then they remake it, 20 years later they remake it, you watch it, it's the same film, well it's the same story, but it's, it doesn't feel, it's not it's not the same film, so it's, it feels weird, because you're watching it, and you can you sort of see, right, this is the same film, but it's different, that's what it felt like, and it was quite weird, also a bit sad as well. Yeah, I got a little bit sad. Because what happened was, as we left, my mum says, oh, bye house. <laughs> I don't know why, that just got to me a little bit. That's the thing, you, you may never see that house again. It's weird, isn't it? But that was another thing as well, because as we were walking around, we went up onto this field just around the corner, and it's amazing, the view was amazing. You could see, like, um, like grass all over the place in the distance. Yeah, like fields, fields and like sort of mountains of grass. And we both, well, I, I don't remember seeing that as a child. And my mum says, look at the view here. She sort of didn't remember it either. And we realised, we took it for granted, really, that that location. Because it was a beautiful place that was. And it's right by the water as well. But we're lucky, actually, because we live by the water now. But that's the thing. I think what happens is, when you live somewhere, you sort of take it for you. You don't appreciate it as much, unless you've, unless you realise. Yeah, that's the thing. It's awareness. If you've got the awareness of how lucky you are, you'll appreciate it. But I feel like most people, we don't appreciate things. It's only when you when you when you've not got it that you realise. But that place was amazing to me. So oh, what was fun was, as we were walking around, all these like memories came to me. So we walk, we walked down the sh- out, down the road out the front of the house, and and I, I could almost, as I was looking at the road, I could almost see myself coming down the road on my little bike. Because I remember this moment we had a we made a ramp, and I remember coming down the road on my bike. I went up the ramp and I fell off, and like smashed my head. And it was one of these moments, really defining moments of my childhood. 
And as I was looking at the road, I could sort of see it. It was weird. And it, it kept happening, that. So we went round the other way. And there's this bank. And I was a child. I remember this bank being massive. Because what happened was I went down on my bike. I didn't have any brakes. I went down this bank and I actually went off the wall at the bottom <laughs> and fell into the road. Again, smashed my head. But as a, I, I remember that bank being massive. But when we went back there, it was tiny. So it's really Everything just looked like it shrunk. As if it was tiny. It was, it was very strange, that was. That feeling. Yeah, even out the back. Because out the front, there's these little... There was like a, a row of garages with loads of little sort of little um well it goes it goes up and then down and up and down and I used to ride my bike down there but again that all looked really small <laughs> it's quite weird I feel like that was the main thing that struck me was how small everything looked and it was that feeling of it it was that feeling of it was a feeling of it looking familiar but being completely different. Yeah, because I said to my mum, I, I said, "Oh, I'd love to go. I'd love to have gone inside the house to see." Because I, I was, I was looking. I'd look at my window. I thought oh, that's my window. My mum, mum even said, "Oh, they've still got the same windows." <laughs> so the windows that mum and dad put in back in like the eighties, they've actually still got the same windows. So that's the thing. It was like. It was like it was still our house. It was still our house, but someone else living in it. So it's like someone else has changed it. So it's a bit weird that. I didn't like the fences though. I feel like those fences are actually making the house unhappy. For some reason, I got this feeling from the house that it was it wasn't happy. Yeah, it looked it felt sad. But the thing was, I thought, oh, I really want I'd love to have gone inside and, like, gone into my old room and stuff. But mum said, oh, it's probably better that you you don't ever do that. Because in your head, the memory of, of that house in your head, if you go in there and it's all completely different, that will become your new memory. So, like, when I think about that house now, am I going to think of it as as it is now or as I remembered it? I thought, so what happened as well was, so we went up, we went up through the field. Again, I thought it was, the field looked so much smaller than I remembered it. And then what happened was, they've knocked down all this, what I think it used to be just trees and grass. They've knocked it all down and put a load of buildings in there. So it it felt weird because the school was still there. So that's the thing, the school looks exactly the same as I remembered it. But everything around the school... Also, the school had all these um, massive, like it's like cage. So all that was the thing, really. Everything seemed to be barricaded off. So the school had this massive cage going around it, and I remembered it just being open. So I would imagine it as a child. If you're in a school with these big cages, that must be you're going to have a different. I feel like you're going to have a different memory of your childhood, because for me, school felt like this big, vast openness and we had all these trees with like those pine the pines that fall out the trees so that that's the weird thing that those were still there so the path was still covered in these pines these little pine those little things which that reminded me of my childhood but then you had these cage you had these cages there 
And it felt like, again, even the school, in a way, felt the same, but a bit different. But So we went round the other way. They've knocked all this stuff down and put these, like, they've put, like, an old, what is it, a, a, an old person's home. And there was some sort of leisure centre thing. <laughs> but the, there was a little path. I said to my mum, do you remember we used to walk, because you, what you did was you walked down this little path, tiny little path, and then when it got to the bottom, you had these little shops. So the thing was, they've knocked everything down, but the little path's still there. So again, walking down that path, it's, it's, it's weird. It's, there's parts of it that's still the same, but lots of different different things. So it's sort of it's sort of this merging of new. It's like it's sort of your memory of what it is and what it's actually like now. What that makes me think right now is imagine, imagine what this place must have looked like hundreds of years ago. It's probably completely different, but it would still be bits of it the same. I would imagine. I'd imagine what would have happened. I'd imagine if you could go back in time, say two hundred years, and walk down your street. I imagine it would still look the same, because like the land would still be the same shapes. I'd imagine, but all the buildings and stuff would be different. I said that to Mum. I, I thought it'd be amazing to be able to go back in time. I was, I was, I was thinking, what would, do you think would be better to go back in time, to like the ancient past, or go into the future? I think I'd like to go into the past better, but I'd I'd really like to see the final seconds of the Earth, the final moments. I'd like to see how the Earth's going to get destroyed. I feel that'd be quite quite exciting, really. So that's that. That was that. What else was it? Oh, we, again, we got down the bottom of this little lane, and I remember there being loads of shops. <laughs> when we got there, there was only like three shops. It was the same over the other side as well. There was these shops over there. So again, as a child, I remember this being like a, a massive long row of shops. But the, the reality was there's only like three little shops there. Three tiny shops. That was quite weird. The same thing happened when we went down to the water as well. We went we went through the shop. That was funny as well. Because we kept walking past these shops thinking, oh, that used to be, that used to be this shop. And like again, like the the chemist, the pharmacy, that is still the same shop. So the pharmacy is still the pharmacy, but like the it used there used to be a shop there that was a little, what was it called? I think it was called Martins or something, like a little news agents. That's now turned into a cake shop, like a little cafe. There used to be a sweet shop over there. That's I think that's turned into a, a betting shop. <laughs> Weird it is. But when we got, we went, we went right down to the water. Um, as a child, me and my sister used to go crabbing. We used to like play down by the water, catching crabs and also catching eels in in the mud and stuff. And what was nice was me, me and my mum sat sat outside eating. No, we didn't. We mum had a coffee. We sat outside like over the water, and there was these little child, little children playing in the in the mud. Yeah, get get quite sad thinking about it now, because you sort of think, ah, oh, these little children, they're sort of playing, they're creating memories for themselves, I suppose. Yeah, it's, it's, it was it was quite emotional. The funny thing is, it's been more emotional for me today, thinking about it, than it was yesterday. 
I think yesterday I was so in the moment of it all. <laughs> that sounds cool. I like that. I was so in the moment of it yesterday, almost overwhelming. Whereas now, I, what's happened today is I've started thinking about memories from my childhood. Whereas yesterday I was more sort of thing. That was another thing. I really want. I did film some footage, and I. I, I thought, oh, wouldn't it have been good if we had filmed, recorded a podcast walking around Sort Ash, me and my mum. But also, I thought, I don't want to be, I didn't want to basically spend the whole day behind the camcorder or behind the camera taking photos. I wanted to actually be there to experience it. Because what I've noticed, sometimes when I go down to like the woods, if I go there with nothing, I'm fully in the moment and I can sit there and, those are always the ones that give me the best moments and memories and and experiences. Whereas if I go there with a camcorder, with like and I'm get, or a camera and I'm going there to take photos, I might have lots of photo memories, which is nice, but the the memory inside of me isn't as nice. So it's weird, really, because what happens is you've got you either have this beautiful memory for yourself, or you have this beautiful photo fortunately i did actually take some photos so i have got a few little photos that was that was that was that so that was cool but oh, i'll tell you what was funny <coughs> outside our house is this like um electric box it's a massive stone massive stone it looks like a massive shed really made of stone and inside is electric I don't know what it does, but as a child, there was this hole in the side, and me and this, me and my friend, what we did was we put a load of paper in there and we set a fire to it, <laughs> and we ended up getting chased by the police across this field. But what's what's funny is, because this this hole in the side of it, it is it looks like somebody smashed a hole in it. The funny thing is that hole's still there. How weird is that? Well, what's what's weird is, because we used to climb on top of that. Because what you could do was, uh, around the side of it was this like massive gate, steel gate. You could climb up that steel gate, stand on the top of the gate and get onto the roof of this like stone sh- stone shed thing, electric shed. But what's happened now is all the, bram- all the brambles and that, they've actually covered the gate. I reckon they've done that on purpose. So you, you can't really get up there now, which is a shame. Because that was also another me- like fun memory we used to sit up there. And also all the, oh that was cool though, because we live right opposite this football field, like a, a proper little football thing. Around the corner was a, a pub, and they used to have these crates of beer, like those big steel crates, or barrels. And again, me and my sister, we used to like sit outside, and I can't remember, we, I feel, what we used to do is we sort of like used to sneak around, and we, I felt... We, we used to play with these like barrels, but I have this memory of us trying to sort of drink it because we thought, oh, that's alcohol. We're not allowed that. So we sort of somehow wanted to sneak sneak, sneak in, get the alcohol and stuff. But I said to Mama, they used to keep these um, barrels around here so, and the door was open. So I s- snuck my head in and there was actually a, a beer barrel there. So like, it's weird. Some things just don't never change. And I like that. That was like a little... That felt to me like a little sort of connection to my childhood, I suppose. That little beer bowl. It shows you how, it shows you how li- like little things are 
very important. I said to my mum as well, because I used to love the Care Bears. I had this Care Bear sticker album as a child. And one one day, my mum must have helped me put these stickers in. And she must have been wearing a certain perfume. Because what happens now is, if I'm walking down the street or something, and somebody walks past and they're wearing that perfume, it triggers the memory of these, these this Care Bear sticker album. So how weird is that, that your, your mind makes these associations with smells? So a lot, it's like my memories of my childhood are linked to smells. It's quite weird. What else was there? Down by the river, that was it. Down by the water, when we went down by the water, there's this pier. Me and my sister used to go crabbing. Well, that pier is tiny now. Yeah, but again, as a child, that felt like the longest pier <laughs> ever. So it was, and also down by the water, it just felt really squashed. That was, I think that was the main takeaway for me was how small everything looked. It was quite weird. I thought I'd talk about some of my best and worst moments. So my worst, mo- my, my worst moment from yesterday was feeling the sadness of the house. Maybe what's happened there is, maybe that feeling was actually the house being a little bit sad that we left it. Maybe, yeah, may, maybe the house itself was actually pleased to see me. That's quite cool, I think. Uh, the best moment, the best moment was probably either that barrel. I think it was that barrel, getting that beer barrel. I know it's a bit weird, but... It just felt it felt nice to sort of something to have stayed the same, I suppose. <laughs> What's my best memories in the house? And my worst memories? Well, I, I was actually born in the house. Yeah, I was actually born inside inside the house. I think my mum was on the toilet, <laughs> and she was. Well, my sister jokes that I nearly, I nearly like fell, come out in the toilet or something. <laughs> that would have been quite funny, wouldn't it? You pop it. Imagine that. You pop into the. Wonder what happened. I don't know, but I was actually born in the house, which I like that. I think it's cool because that, that's obviously like a connection with the house. So my my entry point into this existence was inside of that house. That's cool. Now there's a part of me. It's a bit. There's a part of me. Some sort of OCD thing. I want to actually exit in that house as well. It's. I've got a similar thing with dates. So I was born 1980. There's part of me that wants to die 2080. Because I just feel like that would be nice to sync the numbers up. <laughs> That's what I think. What was my best... So, well, some of the best and worst moments in the actual house. In like my childhood. The, the best moments really is just playing. Yeah, I, I played my first video games in there. Commodore 64. That was cool. I remember playing on these little electric um, keyboards with my sister upstairs on the floor. I remember Thundercats. That's when I first found the Thundercats in the house. That was brilliant. Yeah. And also our little parrots. We used to have these parrots. For some reason, I got this weird memory of my dad painting the steps outside the house. That seems seems like a big one as well. But for a lot of my memories are just being naughty. <laughs> Actually, me and my mum was talking about this yesterday. 
there's something really fun and exciting about being naughty. And I'm talking proper naughty. As a, as a, what was it, a teenager, I was involved in like joy rides and stuff. You go out and steal cars. I was always setting fire to things. I got a fascination with fire. I still love fire. There's something about fire. I love it. I think what it is, is it's that it's the fact that it's in one simple strike of a match, you've got the ability to destroy massive structures and stuff like trees. So that it's that it's the amount of energy inside of that match. Fascinated me as a child. I used to love just setting fire to it. That's another thing. The smell of burning. It's like dry grass. This, whenever I smell that smell of burning grass, I instantly think of my childhood. So again, like me and my mum was talking about this, being naughty, it's naughty, <laughs> but it's really fun. It's really fun and, and it, it's, there's something exciting about it. So I sort of think to myself, is it actually, is it bad to be naughty? How can, how, why does it feel so good to be naughty, I suppose? So a lot of my best mem- memories from the house are actually me doing naughty things. And yeah, lots of lots of good things. Most of them are linked to my sister, like playing. I think that's the main thing is freedom. Because when you're a child, you've got, at least in the 80s, we used to just be like, well, we used to go down by the water, me and my sister, on our own. So we're down by the water. I thought to myself yesterday, it's quite dangerous, really, because this pier, there's nothing stopping you falling in, and we couldn't swim or nothing. So we're miles from home, not miles, probably about twenty-minute walk from home. Mum and Dad don't know where we are. We're down by the water. If if we'd fallen in in the water, we could have drowned or something. But that's the thing. When you're a child, you're fearless. I love that. I love how fearless. That's that's the main thing I think about. Is that when I was a child, I was fearless. Like I went down that, I went down this bank, which at the time felt like a massive bank, massive. So like now, if I was to go down a a, a bank that size or like a hill or something, it would be like going off the top of a, a house or something. In terms of how big I am now compared with the thing, so I went down like a massive, like ramp, I suppose, the side of a house without any brakes on my bike, with a wall going into the road, right at the bottom. You probably wouldn't do it now. But as a child, you you just you just do it. And whatever happens, happens. <laughs> and the thing is, you always get away with it. So you get involved in all these like things as a child, constantly hurting yourself. But you just get back up and do it again. It's part of the fun. So there's part of me that misses that. I don't know why as we get older, we sort of... We go away from that, but it's weird. But I've, that's the thing. I think, I think the thing with childhood is, you, you don't realise how lucky you are. But that's brilliant. What else is it? That's it, really. <laughs> so I'll try. Like I said, I'll try and put some clips from it into the thing. So what? What is is today? I was going to do a podcast about an article in here. So I was going to do a podcast today of an article from issue number 12 of the Character Design Quarterly magazine. And it was actually called Crafting Adorable Characters. So I'll, put, I'll do that one next week. I was going to try something new today. 
with this. What I was going to do was, I was going to do this article without taking any notes. So normally when I do these articles, art I've got hiccups. <laughs> normally when I do these articles, what I do is I, I study from them the day before and then I, I go through my notes and stuff. But I thought, I'm going to try something today. I'm going to just actually like go through the article for the first time on the podcast. So I think I'm going to try that next week. Because I'm interested to see what... Just looking at it right now, I'm, what I'm noticing from the characters is they've all got these big eyes. So I'm thinking adorable characters, adorable, adorableness must is probably linked to big eyes or something. So, so but I, the thing was, I really wanted to do that today, but because I'm so emotional about yesterday, about going into the house and stuff, I sort of wanted to get it out, out of me. I wanted to get it out of, just get it out, I suppose. So that's it for this one. Little Dennis, he's going to end it. I, I was going to talk about some lucid dreams as well. Boing! <laughs> little, little Dennis has said it's game over. I was going to talk about some lucid dreams as well, because they're, they're linked to my childhood, these lucid dreams. So, oh, I've had so many lucid dreams lately. I had one the other day where it felt like, I, I said, show me what you, you want me to see. I went outside and the world, it was flooded, and the, something was throwing these cars like a big force, as if something was like flicking Imagine like when you're flicking things and they like fly across the room. It was as if somebody was in the distance flicking realistic, real cars. And they were, these cars were just like getting thrown towards the wall, towards me, from different angles. And then when I went round the corner a bit, my little child was there. And I said to it, are you my inner child? It said, yes. I said, are you Kevin? Are you, my, are you a little Kevin? He said... He said, I wouldn't want to wear that. It felt to me like he was saying, I wouldn't want to wear that outfit. <laughs> so it's, it felt to me like that little inner child in the dream is actually like the spirit of the child. And then I said, are you little Sophie? And it said, it said something like, um, I can't tell you yet or something. And I took that to mean I'm not quite ready yet to face my inner child or something. But I've been having loads of dreams lately. I had one the other day with Wim Hof in it. <laughs> so Wim Hof, who does the breathing techniques, he was actually, I went out of body and I started zooming. And what happens is if, if I go zooming too quickly, I always wake up. But Wim Hof, what he did was he gave me these pots of water and I was able to use these water, this water. And what I did was I slowly emptied the pots of water, saucepans. And what I could do was I could control my speed of ascension like speeding up so and then what happened was so it's because he basically helped me stay inside of the out body experience but the dreams at the minute have been amazing and it's, it's linked to the amount of time you're sleeping so that's what i've noticed like if if it's like everything if you want to get good at something you've got to put the time in so that's the thing it's, it's this balancing act i suppose of yeah because well really i would love to have like 12 hours of sleep every day because i feel like you'd get some amazing insights but you've got to also live (laughs) 
So you've got to get this balance between how much time do you spend in the dream realm? How much time do you spend in the waking state? It's, it's a bit of a balance, that. So next week's podcast should be this little article talking about adorable characters. I can't wait for that. And I'm also going to do a video. Well, what is it? At the minute, I'm working through the Procreate book, Learning Procreate. I've actually got up to the projects chapter now, which means... So I've been doing videos on my YouTube at youtube.com slash Sophie Lawson. And I'm up to the point now where I've got to start doing projects from the book so this is where it's going to get really exciting i think so i'll be i'll be doing videos about that as well but i've also got a video coming up soon well what i've been doing is going to second hand shops finding art books and stuff like that and puppets <laughs> little puppets so one of the books coming one of the videos coming up i'll be just going through a load of books i've got recently and one of them is called the way of the tortoise a journal to happiness and what it is, is it's a little book which every day you basically, well, some of the things you've got to write down is, today will be great because, and you say, I will make a difference to others today by, today I am grateful for. And then you do that each day, and at the end of each week you do this little, like, summary thing. So it's all about progress. So, for instance, I could say, well, and you do daily tortoise steps. So you're trying to build these new habits. You've got, you got your exercise, nutrition, meditation, self-development and other. So for me, self-development would be either lucid dreaming or... And I'd maybe turn the, the other into like art. So it's something I've been struggling with for, for years now is this balance between trying to, trying to get better with my art but also trying to, I suppose, become a, a better person. Because you can't, you can't, well, I was going to say you can't do everything, but I feel like you can. But, but I don't know. It's quite weird. But so what I've done is I've randomly turned to a page, and this is going to be this week's inspirational quote. Ah. Oh, this is nice. So this quote, completely random, by Ralph Waldo Emerson, sort of links into what we're talking about today so it's all about my childhood because again what happened was but me and my mum were talking today and we sort of thought do we really need to go back to to the house anymore it's almost like do you leave that now in in the past and that's what this quote's saying look so this quote says what lies behind us and what lies before us are tiny matters are tiny matter compared hey they've put this quote wrong i think what lies behind us and what lies before us are tiny matter compared to what lies within us. <laughs> I think they've they've wrote that wrong in the book. But basically it's, it's saying what's in the past and what's in the future. So all these memories are tiny when compared to what lies within us. I like that. So this, this week's little inspirational quote. What lies behind us and what lies before us are tiny matter compared to what lies within us. Ralph Waldo Emerson. How long was that one? Okay, now, 40 minutes. Ralph.